health naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Center. The man himself, Dennis Stewart, joining us and bioflavonoids. Yeah, I know we've heard them, heard about them lots, but tell us a bit more about them. Look, there's them. a fascinating history with them. The, the discovery of these substances goes back to the 1930s when a gentleman called Albert Zvet Georgi uh, discovered these things or isolated them actually from, from a paprika plant. And he initially called them vitamin P and demonstrated their usefulness in addressing uh, small uh, lesions of the vascular system. Uh, we often see people that have uh, spider veins uh, or have minor uh, circulatory problems and the bioflavonoids were put forward at that stage as being very useful for addressing the emergence uh, of these lesions and I've always recommended them henceforth as an agent to be used in any microvascular condition, particularly that affects uh, the major limbs. Um, He called them initially vitamin P. These days, of course, they're known as bioflavonoids, and there are many of them, Jane, and we could talk about all of them all day, but what do they essentially do, and why am I so impressed with their possibilities in natural medicine? Well, to start with, a lot of herbal action, that is the way or the reason many herbs work, we suspect is based on their being carriers of bioflavonoids. Herbs like garlic, for instance, has a bioflavonoid in it. But um, they're used more explicitly these days as isolates. That is, the bioflavonoids originally found in fruits and vegetables. For instance, the colour of an orange bears testimony to the presence of or the presence of bioflavonoids. So the orange part of it, which if the you the colouring co- component, the colouring part that, of the that that, that the indicates the... that indicates the presence of a bioflavonoid, and also the the colour of many fruits, cherries and plums and bilberries, uh, particularly the bilberry. Um, they're also indicative of particular bioflavonoids. And what has happened uh, in the history of natural medicine is that. Many of these bioflavonoids have been isolated uh, from the foods and plants in which they naturally occur and have been used subsequently as concentrated medicinal agents. And as such, they have primary activity, uh, as indicated in one of the texts that I've drawn on for this, a text entitled Herbal Medicine, Healing and Cancer by the American writer Donald Yancey, very intelligent text which I've used or my lecturing career, but in that text, he talks about flavonoids possessing anti-inflammatory, anti-allergenic, antiviral, and even anti-carcinogenic properties. Now, I know that's a big call, but if one were to read this text, one would see that it's very soundly based. And the reason I'm mentioning uh, bioflavonoids today is that one of those bioflavonoids, called quercetin, is a major bioflavonoid to think about at this time of the year, when there is so much allergenicity in the atmosphere. Things like hay fever and pollen-inducing all sorts of reactions. So so one of the things that I would start off saying is that anyone who at this time of the year is plagued with upper respiratory tract allergies, hay fever, runny nose, weeping eyes, stuffiness, sure, use your antihistamine if you have to, but try to see it a little bit from a different perspective. See that the bioflavonoids are put forward as agents that can actually lessen allergenicity 
and address some of the inflammatory activity behind it. So people experiencing allergies today, um, I would be suggesting they go to the pharmacy, uh, compounding or an ordinary pharmacist, go to your health food store and start utilising over-the-counter concentrates of bioflavonoids, particularly quercetin, in conjunction with vitamin C. Most bioflavonoids in nature are accompanied by vitamin C. So to start with, our recommendation for bioflavonoids today is, whilst they have multiple possibilities, at this time of the year, bioflavonoids can provide some significant buffer against particular upper respiratory tract allergies. And we Mm. might well explore bioflavonoids a little more as we go on, but we're also happy to have topics that you raise. They might be to do with your questions, might be to do with bioflavonoids as well. But, um, yeah, give us a call if you've got something you'd like to put to Dennis Stewart today. 49216216 to get your question through to Dennis. Health Naturally is the is the show at the moment. Dennis Stewart, we're talking about bioflavonoids and your topics on 49216216. And we've got Linda from Charlestown on the line and a question about about your son and his diagnosis with asthma, Linda. Yes. Hello, Dennis. Hello, uh, Linda. How are you? I'm very well, good, thank you. Good, I was good. ringing up mainly to ask about um, seasonal asthma and uh, if there's anything naturally I can uh, help my son with. He's 19 and he, he's a, a great soccer player. He plays a lot yes, of soccer, so he's yes. very fit and active uh, young man. But um, it, this time of the year, it seems to be March and yes, September, yes. October time, yes. seems to be the cough, 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 and yes. they've now put him on the Ventolin inhaler, yes. which yes. I'm not overly keen about, But um, and now they've put him on steroids, which yes. obviously I'm not keen about sure. at all. So I thought if there was anything that mm-hmm. naturally, Dennis, that we could try, you know, we, we, we'd, we'd love your help. Sure. Well, what I've already said about bioflavonoids would particularly, in my opinion, apply to your son. Now, now, having said this, let me just reassure you that the recommended sensible use of Ventolin is necessary and, in my opinion, you perhaps are a little bit too sensitive about it. If it's used properly, as uh, expressed by your doctor, it can literally yeah. be a lifesaver. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that. And obviously, being on a steroid, um, this is a, a means of preventing the asthma, which, again, can be life-saving. But having said that, having said that, one of the things that you can do is work with, say, natural substances to lessen the proneness of the respiratory system to respond to allergens because it seems to me that your son's condition may be triggered off, as you have suggested, by seasonal factors, particularly perhaps airborne allergens, and there are plenty yeah. of them around. So uh, if, if uh, your son was wanting to do something which, in my opinion, would not clash with his medical management, but in fact may, may lead to a better performance respiratory, sufficient for his medical managers to lessen his, his medical treatment, then make a beeline, let me emphasise, make a beeline and get hold of bioflavonoids. Yes. I can't overestimate them enough. I know I've had people at times say, oh, look, Dennis goes over the top with some of the things he recommends. Going over the top is based purely on my understanding and 40-year prescribing of some of these things. I'd go to your pharmacist. Where do you live? Charlestown. Okay. Go to your pharmacist or go down to Vitology at uh, Westfield or Waters Bay and 
uh, get some bioflavonoids that would incorporate quercetin. Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. You got that? Yes. Quercetin. Yes. Uh, it's usually accompanied by vitamin C. And it's usually yes. and it's usually accompanied by bromelain. Bromelain is a pineapple enzyme, which uh, is pretty well necessary to enhance the assimilation and uptake of quercetin. Now, it shouldn't be too difficult to get those things at that good health store complex, either there or a pharmacy. You may, in fact, yes. have to buy a couple of things to meet the blend of what I have said, quercetin, vitamin C and bromelain. But if I were your son, I'd get onto those things and I'd be very surprised, and I emphasise this, I would be very surprised if he didn't have better performance progressively, not overnight, but progressively yes. in his respiratory functioning. Take on board what I have said about the yes. potential the potential of bioflavonoids generally, but quercetin in particular, to enhance the body's anti-allergenic activity. Okay, and that was Vitality. Vitality, Vitality, is, Vitality is the health food store at Warners Bay or at Westfield. Yeah. They uh, yeah. advertise on my program and I know they stock my, my stuff in inverted commas. Uh, also, any of the things that I recommend can obviously be uh, available from my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. But again, patronise your own health store or pharmacy in order to get the things I've mentioned. Wonderful. That's Thank you, Linda. 49216216 is the number for your call. Hello, Tony. Yes, um, I want to talk about, uh, regarding my wife, she has uh, uh, irregular, irregular menstrual cycles. And uh, someone told us that uh, Vitex, which is cast extract, can be helpful. So what are your thoughts on that? Okay. Um, the first thing is that with any irregularity, of the menstrual cycle, it needs to be obviously um, gynecologically or at least medically assessed to, to try to find out what is going on. Uh, is your wife approaching menopause? Uh, no, uh, she has uh, uh, PCOS. Uh, she's like 24. Okay. Now, uh, another question I would ask: Has your wife polycystic ovarian syndrome? Yes, that's. It, that's what it hasn't been diagnosed, but it's aligning okay. to that. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, and, and this has been clarified. Yes, she has started taking Vitex, and then since then, if the uh, cycle is like it was like a way off before, like, like two to three months. Uh, yeah. But it's now since last time it's one month. That's that's, so, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's not an uncommon response with Vitex. I. Know a lot about Vitex Agnes Castus, commonly known as Chase Tree. I actually, okay. I actually introduced it into Australia in the late seventies, early eighties, when it was unavailable here, and we gave some of the first trials on it at uh, the Women's Health Centre in Leichhardt, where some of my uh, students were working, and it demonstrated great usefulness in addressing hormonally based uh, dysfunction in many women. And a polycystic ovarian syndrome was shown to be um, benefited by the by the sensible monitored use of Vitex Agnus Castus. So it's known in the trade, if we use that term in inverted commas, as what is referred to as a hormone balancer, which is a term that does which is a term that doesn't convey much science, but nevertheless tends to indicate the functional outcome of prescribing it. Um, the thing with Vitex is 
it, it needs to be prescribed in, in a very low dose. If it's prescribed in a higher dose over a period yep. of over a period of time, it can actually uh, cause a failure of ovulation. And now that, that that can be sometimes useful, and I have used that potentially in addressing uh, conditions um, of the system, um, uh, particularly endometriosis, where higher doses have been usefully treated with it. But if you're using Vitex and you're getting a response, you must communicate with your GP or your gynaecologist so that he can monitor it. It must be given in, in very low doses to avoid some of the outcomes that I've spoken of. And the only, only other thing that might be useful uh, to consider here, and I suggest that if you were to consider it, you should, mm-hmm. see, you should see a practitioner that uh, prescribes herbal medicine uh, medically or naturopathically. But uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome has a lot to do about androgen levels in, in women. Now, there is a herb called saw palmito. It is popularly used in, in male prostate conditions. It's not well recognised, unfortunately, as a useful anti-androgenic agent, which might be useful in conjunction with Vitex. I throw that in uh, for you to discuss with the people that are managing your wife, but Vitex is a useful start, in my opinion. Yeah, because we had a talk with GP where he said uh, he don't have any idea about because they normally deal with the allopathic, you know, don't deal with the herbal medicine, so they said we can't really comment anything on that, so you have to have talk with some herbalist, so that's why mm-hmm. I was having want to take your opinion so what will well, be vitex is a good start and it has been prescribed to you by a therapist uh no okay you have just used it on on the basis of your own knowledge yes look i'd be a little bit cautious there vitex as i've said is useful but it is um, a herb that needs to be understood and and monitored particularly as far as dosage and long term right. and long-term usage um I would be happy to have a word with you in my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. Of course, yeah. when I say you, I mean your wife, yeah. uh, to give you a little bit more help as to the way yeah. in which you are seeking to con- your wife's seeking to conceive, is she? Yes. Okay. Look, we, we over the years we've helped a lot of people with this, and I have lectured actually on a formula that's known as Dennis Stewart's polycystic ovarian syndrome formula. That's how famous yeah. it is, and. Um, I have lectured on that and helped a lot of uh, women with PCOS to conceive. I think it would be wise for you to contact my rooms and come and have a talk. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM and we're taking your calls on 49216216 on matters that are important to you. And talking about bioflavonoids as well every now and again. But Judy's on the line. She's rung in and Judy, you've got a problem with shingles and a question about that. Yes, I have. <clears throat> well, ask Dennis. How long have you had your shingles for, Judy? Um, I've had it now for about two and a half weeks. Okay, I'm, so, over the, so the blister, I'm over the pain. The, 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 blister, the, the, blistery, pain. Sta- the blistery stage has gone? Uh, the, well, I got it in the eye oh and the left side of my head. Oh, dear. Um, the, the, my problem now is the, the itch, my scalp the itch, I can't, it drives me insane. Now, the, the, I've got it yeah. to the point now where it's sore. I can't even bear to touch it. That, that is, the, um, the, that is mm. the, the itch around your eye? Uh, it's above my, just above my uh, left eye, okay. across 
half right down to sort of below the level of my eye on the left side. Now, um, you've obviously discussed this with your GP. Uh, I've been. My unfortunate, unfortunately, I was in Brisbane when this happened. Uh, I saw a, a GP there who who just who prescribed a, an antiviral, but it was too late. Yes, yes. It didn't didn't work. Yes. Um, I've since then, my, because my GP's away and there's no replacement, I went to a, a GP um, access at the matter, and they gave me a. She, she gave me something called amitriptyline alpha farm, yes. which doesn't agree with me okay. at all. Okay. Look, um, where do you live, Judy? Maryville, not far. Okay. Not Look, far from El, from okay. your New Lambton. Yeah. The first thing I would say is that any shingles uh, residue that's around the eye needs to mm. be, needs to be treated very carefully, mm. because anything you use uh, could get into the eye, and, and that would be very very unwise. Um, I would again suggest that you present. Uh, to a general practitioner, this is something that needs to be monitored. In my opinion, that your GP is the best judge. But having said that, having said that, um, our good friends at Visionary Health in Hamilton, these uh-huh. they, these are very highly qualified pharmacists yeah. who, who compound medications for oral use and also for topical use. I would be happy if you went and saw those good people who may be able to uh, more medically manage the condition than, than, than I could and who could dialogue perhaps with your medical people to make sure that you're more comfortable. In my opinion, you may be uh, bypassing some significant help which might be just down the road to, mm. to, to, to access. So two things, represent to any GP or, if necessary, even to the hospital. You pay, yeah. you pay your taxes. And secondly, yeah. go and have a yarn with our good people in, at Visionary Health in Beaumont Street, Hamilton. I have great regard for them. And good luck with that, Judy. We'll move now to Annette, who's rung in from Tingara Heights. And you're always tired, Annette. Yes, I am. How old are you, Annette? 53. 53, only a baby. Yeah. Only a baby. Now, your tiredness goes back a long way, does it? Yes, it does. I, I, I was a lot overweight. I lost 65 kilos. Yes. And I, um, I exercise regularly. Yes. But I'm going to bed tired, waking up tired. Okay. And it just, I just want something natural to, to okay. maybe boost my energy or something. Okay. Now, are you on any medication? I, I take a 20 milligram myocarditis. Okay. And I have um, uh, take low sec for okay. um, reflux. Well, they're very they're very standard and very helpful yeah. medications, and it'd be yeah. quite unusual for them to precipitate those symptoms. Uh, a couple of little things: Have you ever had glandular fever? Not that I know of. No. Okay. The reason I ask that is, very frequently, fatigue, uh, chronic fatigue, can be associated with the background of what we call the Epstein Barr virus. Now, I know this is controversial, but in my experience, very frequently a chronic fatigue condition can be traced back to the presence of what's called the Epstein-Barr viral or virus marker in the bloodstream. However, two simple things that I would suggest you try, which which are available 
from Vitology at Warners Bay or Westfield, um, and they're easily accessible. The first one is what's called the Astragalus 8 formula. Oh, yes, I've heard you talk about that okay. before. Now, again here, again here, I make no apology for my emphasising this remedy. I know some people again say, here, Dennis is going at it again. That product is so well-known and so well-established that Australia's primary uh, natural medication manufacturer now owns the product. That's how okay. good it is. So, for, and, and it was first used to address the consequences of Epstein-Barr, which was, as I've said, chronic fatigue. But even where the viral marker is not located, we have found that it is a very useful energy booster or energy tonic. Now, I know that terminology is perhaps not uh, acceptable um, to modern medicine, but we make no retreat from that terminology. I would suggest you try uh, some astragalus 8. Yes. Is it 8 or 8? 8. Astragalus 8. There are 8 herbs in the combination. Led, mm-hmm. by, led by the Asian herb Astragalus membranaceus. I would suggest you use that. These days, that, that remedy is sometimes referred to in our profession as an adrenal tonic for treating what naturopaths and herbalists believe is a functional condition known as adrenal exhaustion. So I'd suggest that. And the second thing that I'd suggest is that you purchase what I consider is a, a very useful and very economically based preparation particularly useful for women uh, due to its high iron content and that is a little liquid preparation called Floridix. Floridix? Yeah. You get onto those two remedies. We won't call them remedies. We'll call them supplements. You get yeah. onto those. Go, go and have a yarn with them at Vitology. You get back on the program in a couple of weeks and let me know how you're going. I would be surprised. I would be surprised if you haven't picked up. There you go. There's a good course of action for you, Annette. And uh, Carolyn has rung in on 49216216. And boils, they can be a problem, Carolyn. Yes, definitely. How long have you been battling them, Carolyn? Uh, not me. My daughter. Okay. She's 30. She's got yes. three young children yes. under the age of five. Yes. Uh, they've got a mixture of, well, stray and Fiji in them. I don't know yes. that's got anything to do with the, yeah. with the skin breakdown, but... She was seeing her doctor, and the doctor said, um, it's just staff. But now my daughter, and also some the hospital said watery, sort of watery boils or abscesses, which mm-hmm. take from um, 8 to 18 months or 24 months to leave the system. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just sort of concerned that now she's got five of them, and she's working mum, and yeah. she's in a lot of pain. Yeah. And, they and, keep, and they keep occurring? Well, she just got these uh, one a um, couple of weeks ago and they were sort of busting them themselves and I said that's not a good idea because you might get underlying tissue damage or... Sure. Is, is, uh, or has, your, has her doctor uh, got her at antibiotics? She has now, yeah. Okay. She put her on them, but um, yeah. oh, she's got five in one go, like yeah. just below her back of her leg. Sure. And, um, Look, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, come in here with a note of confidence. I, uh, I believe that these sorts of conditions uh, historically have responded very well to herbal medicine, particularly where they are chronic or recurring. Yeah. And, I, and I have evidenced uh, benefit of that over many years. I remember treating a school teacher from Stockton yeah. who was never free of boils until he went on to 
a combination of liquid herbs, he did so well that he didn't want to go off them. Oh, I, my daughter's a school teacher as well. I was just wondering uh, if it's something to do with the kids at school, well, you know, contact. You could put it together. Now, where does your daughter live? She lives in East Maitland. Okay, East Maitland. Look, she's probably wise to um, make an appointment to see me either at New Lambton or at my rooms in Cumberland Street, Cessnock. Okay, so uh, we're in New Lambton. Uh, 39 Alba Road. My number is 49 mm-hmm. Yep. I'd be surprised if we couldn't. Uh, create a breakthrough situation with boils. Keep in mind, boils historically uh, were very, very active and until the advent of antibiotics. Yeah. They were very, very dominant and that is where herbal medicine uh, mm. made its reputation with herbs that are still referred to as blood purifiers. Yeah, now, I, I, so know, I know that term is quaint and perhaps antiquated and unscientific, but it indicates the way in which herbs have been used historically to treat conditions such as these infected separative lesions, and they still work. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we're taking your calls. Still got time for a couple more calls, 49216216. Rhiannon has rung in. Now, Rhiannon, you've had a bit of problem for a time. Yeah, um, I've, I've been sick for over a year now. Dear, dear. Um, and... Nobody can tell me what's really wrong. They just keep saying it's anxiety. But I myself don't feel anxious or anything like that. Um, So what happened... How old are are you, Rhiannon? I'm almost 19. Okay, got you. Yes. Uh, um, So what happens is uh, my heart rate, it jumps to 120 for no reason. I could just be sitting down on the lounge and nothing would be wrong. Um, my heart palpitates for weeks on end for no reason. Um, my joints and my muscles constantly hurt. Uh, I see spots, can't breathe through my nose at all without the help of nasal spray. Uh, I, uh, have trouble breathing through my mouth as well. Um, my tongue and my throat goes numb. Uh, I get really bad headaches all the time, um, and... Because I've been sick for so long, I'm really, really depressed over it and I just can't seem to find an answer. Where do you live, Rhiannon? I live in Birmingham Gardens. Birmingham Gardens. Look, um, you've obviously been investigated. You're obviously under the care of a good GP. One of the things that I would suggest you raise with your GP, and it's sometimes overlooked or sometimes disregarded uh, by some medical practitioners, not all, but there is a condition called reactive hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. Would you write that down? Now, what it basically means is that episodically and periodically, a person's blood sugar level will drop and precipitate a, a crisis. And with that will come symptoms such as palpitation, vertigo, dizziness, nausea, etc. Now, And if that is the case, generally speaking, uh, an eating program... Um, uh, particularly structured round eating protein foods across the day in smaller amounts sometimes can be useful. Now, your GP needs to be uh, talked about uh, with reference to this because, again, I say, if it is a reactive hypoglycemic possibility and if your GP is prepared to give credibility to it, there is a simple management procedure based on what I have said 
and I'd be happy to forward to you the, the management technique uh, from a textbook that I have, which I've lectured from and used and prescribed from, um, by Pavo Irola, who was a great exponent of this. 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, if you send me a stamp-addressed envelope, I will send you information on what I consider to be a possibility. I'll not say anything more. I could be proven to be absolutely wrong. But without seeing you and taking your case, to my way of thinking, a lot of what you talk about could be related to that. And if it is, it's worthwhile treating along lines that are predominantly eating lines. Uh, Okay, thank you. It's just over the last year, I've been on a lot of anxiety medications and I mean I've even been prescribed Valium and it hasn't done anything for me. Well these these things are are useful to deal with symptoms but what I'm suggesting is behind it there may be a physiological cause and that's one of the things that I'm suggesting you raise initially with your GP. If you don't get anywhere I'm always glad to talk to you and other listeners about unresolved health problems at my rooms at 39 Alma Road. Okay. Thanks for your call, Rhiannon. Well, uh, we've just about got to the end of the program. So just let's... about it. You've done a wonderful job, Jane. Uh, Your presence back had... here is amazing. <laughs> we've had some wonderful <laughs> questions too. Yeah. So we might just wrap up perhaps on bioflavonoids for today. And we talked a little bit earlier about how they can be used, or yes. you did, uh, for allergies, sure. to help with Look, allergies. They, they can be used for other things. Um, and... I, I see a lot of people, Jane, when I say a lot of people, quite a few people who are, are struggling with uh, cancer management and are under good oncologists and some of them are doing well, some not so well. What I have found, what I have found is that with the oncologist's permission, the use of bioflavonoids and in particular one called quercetin seems to improve the person's experience of oncology and here and there I'm convinced, here and there I'm convinced that the utilisation of bioflavonoids has led in some cases to patients having an unusually better outcome. So for patients that are having uh, drug therapy, radiation therapy, who are being treated properly medically, discuss, discuss with your oncologist, your medical manager, the use of using that combination that I spoke about, quercetin, vitamin C and bromelain. And I'm very happy to provide information uh, from the text that I mentioned today, Herbal Medicine, Healing and Cancer, by the American practitioner Donald Yancey. And bioflavonoids are obviously a very good thing. (laughs) Well, I think they are, and I hope as a result of what I've said today, people will see that even though they occur in fruits and vegetables, and unfortunately we don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, when they are isolated and become concentrates, they can be used more particularly to address real medical problems as complementary medicines, allergies, inflammatory activity, inflammatory activity as in things like bronchitis, dermatitis, all inflammatory conditions I I prescribe bioflavonoids to and as I've said, as immunosupportive agents are working with uh, medical practitioners in managing more difficult conditions that are life-threatening. And that's Health Naturally for today. Um, Thank you very much, Dennis Stewart. And uh, we look forward to doing it all again next 
I think we will, Jane. Friday after the midday news on 2NURFM. And do remember you can catch this program on podcast through our website, 2NURFM.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.